<laughs> and I, I just, mean, hello. <laughs> hello. And I just want to thank Art. It's day drinking, Monday morning podcast yep. uh, recording. We've that, both had a lot of little things happen this weekend that add up to Jesus one, God. one desire for a little Baileys in the it coffee is. this morning. And I've, I've made a vow. I'm not going to let this get coffee get below half full. And I'm not putting any more coffee, coffee in it. <laughs> it's getting colder and stronger. I know, I know. And we were just laughing because we're trying to, we usually try to, you know, talk about the breakdown before we hit the record button. And I said, I'm going to ask, okay, I'll ask you how you are. And Art goes, well, and I said, well, I know that's a loaded question yeah. for anybody over 65. Over 65. Yeah, don't ask how are <laughs> yeah. you because you, Yo, it's, uh, do okay. you have an hour? <laughs> yeah, well, you're in a hurry to get somewhere. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's just. You might want to sit down. I know. If I hear one more guy tell me his prostate's enlarged, I'm just going to go, okay, listen, why don't I check? <laughs> I just, I try to keep the wine into myself. You because, do. You, you do. know, everybody's got things that they're complaints and aches I and know. pains. Everybody. But I will say. Did you have a hell Having of, said that. But after, you're an athlete, too, uh, I have well, to say. Let's, in quotes. I uh, was playing basketball after months off of rehabbing my right, right shoulder. Yeah. Somebody decided to do a spin move into oh, my no. left shoulder oh. and lead with their elbow, like, as hard as they could. Like, I didn't saw it on TV or something. I don't know. What the I hell? I think he dislocated it a little bit because I think oh, it came out of joint. Shit. Because it was dangling, and I still can't quite lift it uh, to the side straight out. And, um, you know, it's one of those deals you feel like you're going to throw up. It hurts so much. Yeah. That kind of pain. Yeah. And everybody circles around you. And I'm just sitting there, oh, don't hurl, don't hurl. Don't hurl, don't hurl, don't hurl. You okay? Looks like your collarbone's out. I'm like, ooh, ooh. No, I'm like, I just need a little breathe. i got to breathe. Ooh. You know? <laughs> I'm trying not to throw up on you. You bet. You guys just move away. I just yeah, move away from me. So now I, I got two bum shoulders. And my, my right one is flaring up again. So, yeah. I just did the guy apologize. Guy. Oh, he did multiple times. I felt bad. And that's really, he felt bad. And, yeah, he should feel bad. And I feel bad when I hurt somebody else. And I've done things not like that. But I've hurt people from time to time accidentally. And you feel like um, a shitty body block. Don't don't use your uh, elbows. You know, he was just being it was a dramatic move is really more than anything. And uh, OK, God, well, let's did, leave the drama. Think about I, know, it. I keep banging the, my coffee cup on because I'm a yeah, little, uh, I've had a little bit of Bailey's, <laughs> and I'm a little buzzed. Good, that's what we're shooting for. And then the other thing, the little ache and pain thing, and I'll quit talking old guy stuff in a minute, <laughs> was that um, I told you we're, we're having a post put in in our basement. Yes, you shore up the damn house. Yeah, shore it's a good house. idea. They brought the post over, and it's laying in our back patio. Must be about 70 pounds, something like that. It's pretty, yeah, they're good they're, size. They're yeah. solid, and yeah. they're packed, and yeah. they're uh, uh, treated wood. So it's solid. It's, yeah. you know, it's like, a yeah. Anyhow. Um, I'm not, the, I, had I know the rains are coming and yeah. I know they're not going to be back for a week. So I thought to my, oh, you know what? I bet I could get that over no. underneath the cover. So get a tarp. Uh, I don't Jesus. know. So I'm, I somehow I'm thinking I'm, I'm like 
Highland Games. I'm going to get out there and just lift it, you know. And I knew that wasn't going to happen. I lifted one end of it and it went, oh, nope. So then I just sort of tilted it up on its end and then tilted it down so that I was carrying it like a fire hose kind of to my side and just, just off the ground enough I could walk it over to the wall and uh, leaned it up against the wall, tipped it up, got it up there. And then, like, for the next two days, I could I could tell, like, if I was to, like, reach for the remote control wrong oh, no, or pick Art. up a penny. Uh, and luckily, I haven't seized up since then. But, you know, for two days, I was going, what, what the hell was I thinking? I'm not a he-man. I know. And then I texted him. I was like, I hope you don't mind. I got it out of the rain. He's like, doesn't matter. They're in the rain all the time at the mill yard. Yeah. <laughs> Shit. And so, guess what happened last night? Uh-uh. Oh, yeah, with the storm. We had... I, it was crazy because I was talking to my niece on the phone who lives out in Multnomah Village in Portland, Oregon, which is higher than where I live here in St. John's. We're right. almost at, at we're almost at river level. Right. And um, <clears throat> she's out on her balcony, kind of going, "It's snowing, Suze. It's snowing." And I went, "Friggin' snow!" And it's like eleven o'clock at night. I go, <clears throat> "Yeah, no, no, it's not snowing here. We're fine. It's just probably because I, I yesterday in the drive, uh, I had right. I April. had everything. I had snow. I had hail. I had rain. I had you know, I had everything yesterday. But it, it's very March weather kind of thing, you know. Even though it's not April, March. Yeah. So anyway, um, she goes, "Wow, it's really coming down. It's sticking. It's sticking, sis." I went, "No, no, no. It's fine. It'll be." So then about an hour later, I go and I look out my window. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. And we had five inches of snow last night. And it's heavy, wet. It's just slush. It's terrible. And yeah. my all my my lilac bush is on the ground. Mm -hmm. It's There's so much weight on it. And I, I go, do I, I'm going to go out and knock it in a minute after we done, we're done here. And I... Yeah. Um, all my, I mean, oh, there it goes. Uh, my poor tulips. I'm going to have to bring them in now. I'm going to have to cut yeah. them because they're just going to, yeah. they're ruined. But anyway. I really didn't think we were going to get another snow. I, really I didn't, just no. didn't see it. Well, it's going to be cold all week. Yeah, right. We might get a little of that tomorrow. And I'm supposed to get, I'm supposed to get my snow tires off tomorrow. Oh, I'm oh. not getting them off. No, hell no. I'm going to cancel the appointment because yeah. I got to drive to, I got to drive to Tacoma on Tuesday and there's hills there. You don't know. And yeah. I'm not going to go without my snow tires on no. those hills. What's the hurry? Yeah. Wait. I'm going to wait. Yeah, we had another couple of big branches from the big 100-foot tree in our neighbor's yard yeah. come down last night. Uh, one of them on our fence, one of them kind of in the yard. And mm -hmm. I don't know if they have some in the air. But they just finished hiring a crew because that's what our neighbor does. He's a retired VP of whatever, some corporate job. Yeah. So he's got, anytime he has any need, he just picks up the phone. Oh, come fix this for me. And they come, he hires a crew to come in and clean it up. Well, he just, the crew just left from cleaning up the last windstorm. I know, yeah. And, and that windstorm was, I know. We're, we're like, Here we you are. Know, as long as you got that, that uh, phone handy and, uh, you know, you can afford to hire anybody you want, why don't you call somebody to top that tree so that it's not just about to play Russian roulette with all the neighbors' houses, you know, because yeah. it's too tall for its own good and it's just a big wind sail up at the top of it. And it's just, yeah, just waiting. It's just a it, wait. Yeah. It's it's like, okay, it's, this is going to happen now or it's going to happen in two months. Yeah, it it's might. just the way it is. It, yeah. it, it might. And yeah. the big chunks are falling into his yard. Maybe he'll get tired of that and finally. Hopefully. Anyhow, yeah. 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 yeah dramatic. It's, very it's, dramatic day. Yeah. It was. It was. And I had a great time at Tacoma, in Tacoma, at the Tacoma Comedy Club. I oh, that's give so them, great. Give them a shout out. It was a. It's called the Boozy Brunch, and they they hired the Boozy Broad, and well, uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm it, auditioning for it right now. I know, and uh, <laughs> woo, and uh, it was 
it was a lot of fun. I've done it once before, and I had a lot of fun. I, you know, it's um, there was a lot of ladies. The ladies come out for the brunch, you know, nice. their friends, lots yeah, of girlfriends right. out. It's fun. And uh, so I sold a lot of bags, bless their hearts. They so I sold out of my bags that I brought. And um, great, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, I should have brought more because I had to turn a lot of people away. But I should have brought more. Wow. I just didn't even think about it. It was like, okay, I have some bags. It's all right. Anyway, they were very very nice. And um, uh, I saw a couple. I saw uh, great acts uh, that I worked with. But and the drive up and drive back. But I was. Um, I needed that outlet because of all the crap I had from Friday night on. I it was it's just been for the last two months. Uh, are we going to talk about this now, or shall we wait? Shall um, we? Are we? Um, were we going to go into this or not yet? I'm, I'm not sorry. Not sure what you're going into exactly. Well, the the you know at seventy, you've pretty much hone down who is going to be privy to mm-hmm. your confidences, right. your your attention, mm-hmm. who's going to be, you know, who has your heart, who has your back. Um, yeah. It's hard to make friends, new friends yeah. at this age. However, I have made new friends in my, in my 60s and, yeah. and 70s, and right. that's really lovely. And they're dear, sweet friends, Susan Stacy, our buddy Susan Stacy. Yeah. We lo- we met very late in right. my life, and he's she's just an amazing person, and I'm very lucky to have her in my life. And she's done the, she did the artwork for Art Nice and our our, our podcast. Yeah, um, very talented and and sweet and funny. And oh, just, just uh, and we should have had her on. I don't know why we didn't interview her, but she's just and she's an amazing talent. But anyway, um, it's just been I didn't know if we wanted to go a into lot of this personal turmoil. Yeah. Yeah, I had a lot of. Um, I've had to. I've had to let go of some people. Yeah, and it's very upsetting. That's hard to. And do. I'm not looking for sympathy because I'm the one that's letting them go. In some ways, that's harder than being the one who has been. It. I don't know. I. Yeah. I. But yeah, it's. Uh, because yeah. I'm making a conscious decision, to. Uh, to be an effective person, I want to be an effective yeah. person for the last part half of the last part of my life. Right. I want to be as effective to my friends as possible. Right. And I. And oftentimes, when people do and say things that are hurtful, they don't want to own up to it. And they don't want to understand that they maybe just hurt you and maybe just apologize and move on. Um, and <clears throat> you know, you have to. But I know what happens but in me when I've been hurt by some of my friends, some close friends. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had to just redefine how close they get in to yeah. me. Yeah. You know. And you I've just done that at a certain length. You know, it's not, I don't, there's a number of people where I, I don't write them off and I, I would be polite to them if I saw them at a party, but I'm not going to be the friend that I have been in the past to them because right. I just can't emotionally let them in like that. Right. Because you're going to get hurt. There's a betrayal. There's yeah. been a betrayal. Right. And, and, uh, it's been, um, and both of these are very long time friends. Right. Yep. And, um, I find that, um, a sort of friends, I mean, I, I never meant to be a friend of this one person, and um, I got adopted, and I'm one of these people that was just this like other person you're yeah. talking about, yeah, and I didn't, um, I, I, I wasn't raised to be 
rude, believe it or ooh, not. Ooh. I know people think I am, <laughs> but I, I'm really not rude. I'll drink to that. <laughs> Shut up. I'm not raised to be rude. I wasn't raised to be rude, you asshat. <laughs> <laughs> Can I quote you on that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's it sneaks Raised in. To be rude, I was. <laughs> <I know. laughs> uh. We should drink more often. We're much funnier. <laughs> right. Anyway, um, but you know, uh, this has been building up, and and you're privy to it, and I. It's been building up for a long time, a long yeah, time. It has a long time, and I finally had to just say, I'm not going to get. I'm not going to get sucked into this anymore. And, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to respond to this stuff. I don't have to be yeah. part of it. And I don't have, to, <clears throat> I don't have to lend my credibility to this person's. And, and it's an emotional drain. You know, you're mm -hmm. lending your energy to that yeah. as much as anything else. Yeah. And your attention. And, you know, I don't feel like I, the older I get, the more important relationships are to me. And they have to be, like you said, they have to be meaningful, mutually, supportive uh relationships mm -hmm, yeah and it can't be it can't be one way it just you know I, I don't have time or space for that either I, I just and it's and it can't be conditional no i mean no friendship just like any marriage right. no marriage is 50 50 it's never 50 50 and take it from me who's been married never but um <laughs> you know but it's been my experience it's and sometimes it's 50 50 Sometimes it's 60-40. Sometimes, right. you know, sometimes you're carrying the load, you know, but down the line, somebody else is going to, you know, they're going right. to carry the load. It's just, yeah. you know, it's a partnership. And uh, I don't, um, with friendship, it's, you know, I, everybody has their life. And, and you, if you can add some joy and some reassurance and some love and comfort to somebody, that's great. Right. But when that stops, you know. There's not much left other than just a lot of animosity and yeah. resentment. There's a lot of resentment, right. and I don't want. I don't want that. I don't want that. Well, I've got enough. I've got enough anger in my body. I don't need to. You yeah, know. right. Yeah, we're all dealing with so much stress right now. Ugh. Well, I don't want to do this in my seventies. I don't want to be no, that. I don't want to be that person. So you make these these choices, and um, I did some research about you know what I should I should I confront. Have you ever confronted somebody and said? Hey, listen. Um, this isn't working for me, and as much as I wish you and I wish you well, but I uh, I can't I can't lend my my support or my my you know friendship to this anymore. Have you ever had? I, I can't I see you ever I've having had that conversation with anyone because I never say never. Every river has a bend, kind of a thing. Um, uh, but I've known in my heart that certain people I was never going to see again. Yeah. I was going to say goodbye and not say the door has been slammed shut and leave it open for them changing at, when they grow older and wiser if they do. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I've never had that actual conversation. And, and uh, Yeah, I don't know. I don't want to have that conversation. I don't want yeah. – I want, I want them – they're old enough to know better. Yeah. They're just old enough to know better. Do the work. You know, that's my right. thing is do the work. Like it, you like you said, you know, if the whole world is an asshole, it might not be the whole world. Yeah, maybe you need a mirror. Yeah, you know, if if you're having these relationships, these kind of situations with everybody, right? Ten to one, it's not them. You know, what makes me most nervous when I meet someone and they say they're estranged from their family. 
Because to me, that's a red flag. You know, maybe your family is toxic, and that does happen. I have a dear, dear friend from college, and she has like one family member she's close with, but her parents just mistreated her so badly right. all her whole life, and it, it was understandable. She had to she had to extricate herself and emotionally yeah. from them. Yes. Right, that happens too. Somebody just mentioned that. I did a TikTok on this the other day, and mm -hmm. I said, I don't want sympathy. I want to know. Right. Have, you know, have you had to, you know, let go of people in your life? And, yeah. you know, and, and I've had people say that they, they had to not speak to their mother any longer. Yeah. And that, <coughs> you know, that breaks my heart because I had the greatest mom in the world. You, right. had, you had the greatest mom yeah, in the world. But, yeah. you know, but there, I mean, there's just, there's a lot of shit. We see this all the time, people that right. have kids, and you kind of go, why? Why did you have children? But, yeah, you know, and you hope that they, that they, the children or the, you know, even the adult children have the wherewithal to realize their, their emotional well-being depends on them taking care of themselves mm -hmm. and not depending on somebody else to yeah. change because those people won't change. Right. You know. Boy, I'm getting really good on this booze. This is <laughs> like <laughs> I'm getting we'll real. Be right back. I'm getting real philosophical. Ultra. Anyway, <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's stuff you have to think about, and uh, well, I'm getting more philosophical. Well, you know, um, I just I don't. Yeah, you just don't want to be held hostage, uh, and not and have to walk on eggshells all the time. And um, I don't have time for that anymore. I just don't have time. I don't. I don't. No. You know, I think this last, having... I find that it's, I, as much as I love the friends that I've got, and I feel really grateful to have them, uh, I don't seem to have enough time to keep in touch with all the friends that I'd like right. to. No. It's easy enough to let just a year or two go by, and you haven't seen them, and then you get together with them, and like, oh, it's like we never... I know, apart. and that that's when you know that's that great. there's been a true connection. Yeah. You know, and they understand, and you understand, and nobody's blaming anybody. Right. You know, it's there's just no... life gets in the way. And but we get blamed. When people are starting to blame you for not paying attention to them, there's a problem. Right. Um, and he's going back for more. Oh, I just <laughs> noticed it's down to a third full. <laughs> and get back up to a half. There okay. We go. <laughs> this is, you know, and this is the first time yeah. I want to say this is the... No, I'm fine. This is the first time in, well... Since no, since I'm gonna say since like September of twenty, this weekend mm -hmm. was the first weekend I've actually ate my emotions. I can't, you know, I can't eat very much, right? But boy, I consumed enough popcorn to sit through nine movies. I mean, <laughs> I was, uh -huh. I just couldn't. <laughs> And I thought, yeah. and I had to stop myself and go, what are you doing? I'm going, I'm trying to comfort myself. Right. I'm comforting myself. Well, I'm myself. sorry it was such a hard week for you. That's, that's Well, I, I tell you something. You know what helped? Well, I'll start to cry so I won't say that. But it helps knowing that I do have the friends like you and right. like Susan yeah. and like Susan Stacy and all my dear friends. Right. Um, but stepping on that stage. Yes. Stepping out of that stage and gi giving right. myself to those people and giving yeah. what I have to Such give to them tonic. made, I was fine on the way, on the drive home. 
Yeah. And the drive up, I was having conversations and I was telling people off and I was, you know, trying to put this together in my head and I yeah, was, you know, right. all that thing. And on the way home, I just put on the podcast I wanted to listen to, which was not ours, unfortunately. <laughs> and um, I was fine. And I was, I've been mm-hmm. calm and I came home and I slept like a baby. Yeah. And I thought, okay, okay. I know, cause I know how to take care of myself. Yeah. Right. I, and I, I encourage people out there, um, if there's anybody out there <laughs> to, um, <laughs> you know, if, if you're struggling with relationships in your life, the easiest thing for you to do is not to go to them for the re- results and for the solutions. You got to go to yourself. You have to go inside and say, how am I attracting this into my life? And, what what am I culpable of? Right. You know, and then, and then you know, try to fix that. You can fix yourself. You can't fix anybody yeah. else. You just can't. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, and there endeth the lesson. And uh, and, uh, and it is important to remember the count uh, the friends that you do have. You know, um, I do, and I boy, I I use them like. <laughs> I'm always I'm always asking my friends for shit. <laughs> so <laughs> I uh are can you take me to <laughs> um, rarely. No, you know, <clears throat> it's it's true. And um so I just you know I think um I I don't I've never heard a whole lot of people talk about this and about letting people go in their life. I mean, we, you see the Dr. Phil things and all that mm-hmm. stuff where people are toxic yeah. and they're right. having these family back and forth and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's that everyday stuff that you, I mean, we, when people, when people are asshats in front of us that are strangers to us, we have no problem going, mm-hmm. look at that piece of crap. What the hell's wrong with them? You know, yeah. why are they being such a jerk? That kind of thing. But it's harder for us to say that about people that we love. Yeah. It is. It is. When it's really d- hard. You get deep in it. Uh, Catherine's had to say goodbye to two lifelong friendships oh, since I've known her. Um, or the roommate that she had, they were like brother and sister. You know, he uh, came from a strange family. And then when he decided that she was bad, that was the end of it. And he wasn't going to ever treat her oh. right again. He, he yelled at her so bad that she was like, her heart was beating wrong. Right, and then she, then he was just like, "Yeah, you're being dramatic," kind of a thing. So that so they gaslight ended. you. They just gaslight yeah, you left you know, and right. Yeah, that friendship ended, and that was a really hard one to forget her head around. And then just more recently, her writing partner, who's been also a friend since she lived in England the first time, right? Um, and they were such close friends. Um, <coughs> you know, this process has gotten uglier and uglier (coughs) to where he like would yell things at her and, and she'd have to just, I have to go now. I can't, I can't take this anymore. And he felt comfortable just berating her and then never uh, really owning up to it. You know, always acting like, well, she was just being, that's not somebody you want to be in business with. And so, you know, she's had to let that go. And then she's like, you know, am I just, am I just hard for people to be friends with? No. I I had to remind her. Okay, Catherine. Yeah. Let's, let's examine who these people were that you're no longer staying close to and right. what their personalities and what they were doing to you. Let's, these were some toxic friendships. Right. That's not a true friend if they're being toxic to you. And, and then also, let's make a list. And I started listing all the people that she is really good friends with now. 
And wh- everything she brings to the table is oh, amazing. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's just a really interesting, funny, fun person to be around. Right. And, and very always supportive. And so supportive yeah. of everybody. Right. Yeah. So I had to remind her that <coughs> there's a longer list yeah. of people that are still in your life because you're wonderful and they're wonderful and they should be. Those are the people you want to focus on. You know, and yeah. and uh, and there's the peacekeepers. And I want to bring her up because we uh, we have a, a longtime friend who listens to this podcast all the time who's just, she's a peacekeeper. Mm-hmm. She's one of the best people I've ever met, and that's Donna Richards. Yeah, right. Yep. And she... Donna owned Portland Night and Day uh, talent agency for, I don't know how many years. Yeah, decades. 30, yeah, at least. And was just an integral part of the Portland comedy scene and um, national comedy scene, too. I mean, she did a lot of other stuff. Mm-hmm. But, but she has taken her retirement and just flown with it. She, mm-hmm. she makes sandwiches for the homeless. She goes out and gives it to them. She's not afraid yeah. of... of of extending herself and her kindness to anybody. She's just that, you right. know, you've never heard somebody have a real tiff with Donna Richards, you know, right. because you just don't do it. She's just, right. why? You know, she's just this epitome of beautiful light. So, yeah. um, and that's what I strive for. But my, my bulb gets a little dim <laughs> 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 when I lose my Irish. <laughs> but... Um, Usually it's said injustice, you know. Right. Uh, but I, you know, I know I can be annoying, so that's I'm very aware of well, it, and I, I try to pull it in. No, I can't. We but all have the potential. Yeah. It's so, the truth of but it. you know, I just um, and my brother is that person too. My brother has friends. We all have friends. My sister did too, from childhood. That we stayed. Yeah. That stayed in our lives. Yes, I have I right. have friends from my high school, from my from my grade school, mm-hmm. that when I see them, hmm. it's a big hug and a, oh my god! Wow. And you know I've had these guys tell me, I have loved you since the the blue table in kindergarten. Right. You just make me laugh. I mean, we've just been these great people. You know, these they've been these great people in our lives. You know, right. and are they cl- real close? No, but they are somebody that. We're a great example of humanity growing up and, you know, growing old with. But you just, and Barry has that too. And and we, he lost a few friends because they medically got, I don't know what happened, but they, they got angry at him. Nobody gets angry at Barry. I mean, right. why? Why yeah. would you? Sometimes medical issues, like you say, can change a person's whole personality. I and, think, yes. And your brain chemistry, honestly. Yes. I think that that's <coughs> happened in one of the cases that we've, I was talking about. Right. One there's, of the people. Something happens chemically in them where they're just being unreasonable and um, irrational. And the other one I don't think has done the work. Mm-hmm. And um, I can't do that for them. Right. And I feel bad. But anyway. Yeah. I'm not looking for sympathy because I'm, you know, but again, but I it's just. It's the kind of thing you do have to kind of, kind of work through. I do. When it happens. And, and I'm lucky to have you to listen to my crap. <laughs> well, I've but you brought the booze, so you're getting a earful. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, mm. yeah. So anyway, we. Um, um, so it, it amazes me that, uh, and with this bad behavior and the, what's happening here, it always amazes me when you see those videos. I mean, we all watch those stupid videos that, that are 
people being having bad behavior in public. Right. You know, for no yeah. reason at all, mm-hmm. just just being obstinate, like there something is like their rights are being taken away for no reason at all. No, we just asked you if you wanted a bag, ma'am. Do you want a bag with that? You know, that <laughs> kind of thing. And they just go crazy. Yeah. And um, I wonder, I wonder what that is. I've been, you've been watching, you, we've I been know. watching this show. Go ahead and. T- uh, but uh, backing up a okay. little. Yeah. After, after last week's episode about uh, toxic masculinity, yeah. uh, Susan called me up and said, you know, we should talk a little bit about the other side of the coin, which is women who are toxic, you know, and, and, and entitled, the, kind of the, uh, I hate to use the term Karens, because I have a couple of really close we friends. We all have close Karen. friends named Karen, <laughs> and they're <laughs> lovely people. I, both of them are. That I, yeah, lovely. Yeah, two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> 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 no. Th- I know. There's, there's, only two. there's only two. It's just a weak joke. And some, they're both out there going, whoop, 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 I'm not the... Anyhow. No, but, they're not um, listening. There is, a, there is a real... It's a tricky thing. That, and I thought, well, okay, I'll try and you know study up on this and learn about this. And you go on YouTube and all you get is a bunch of misogynist guys with cigars talking about the thing about where... You know, they don't understand. There's coin flips both ways. You know, that's not what I was looking for. But I have no. had the experience... Uh, in a show where a woman who's Ugh. being disruptive and loud and obnoxious and disrespectful to the whole room, it's really tricky for a guy to deal with that. Yes. The dynamic of it. Yeah. Uh, maybe their husband is with them and he's prote- he's got a little Will Smith going. You know, maybe they're just uh, think they're the queen of the room. I had a bachelorette party, which just sends chills down most comedians' spines. A bachelor. It does. That, even <laughs> mine. Oh my God, it's God, the no. worst. I'm the center of the universe. I have a tiara. Look at me. And a vagina. <laughs> <laughs> a group of them came into my show at Kowloon's in Eugene one time <sighs> and sat there. Which was a hard room to begin with. I always had a good time there, yeah. except for a couple of times. And yeah. that was one of them. They sat there with half of them with their backs to this stage. Yeah. And uh, just. And the rest of the room is trying to hear the show, trying. To mm-hmm. enjoy themselves, and so I dealt with it. I, you know, I came over. I something I'll sometimes do when somebody is not paying attention. I'll stand right behind them and start having an imaginary conversation, like what I think they're saying. Yeah, you know, I, I can't believe that I was kind of wore that. You know, and just did that <coughs> a couple of times until the, finally they'd shut up and realize the audience is all laughing at them because I'm standing right behind them. Right. Well, <coughs> a couple of times of dealing with that. Um, uh, they decided, oh, how dare you? And they got up and they put their little noses in the air and single file walked out of the room. Yes. And the audience gave a big round of applause. Well, yeah. And then when I went to go home, the bartender goes, oh, you might want to wait a little bit to get in your car. They went and got their husbands and boyfriends and they're out there waiting to kick your ass. You know. No. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I had an extra drink and waited and home a half an hour late oh my god well, yeah you know because you're not supposed to do it well not thank to god treat. for the bartender yeah right thank god somebody said yeah because you could have been yeah yeah the the thing is women and i as a woman i have uh it, they're the worst they are the absolute worst. and men have such a hard time dealing with women hecklers and women distri- you know because you come off as a bully if you do it you have it wa- you walk such rope. a fine line i have seen guys though Ralphie made never pulled any punches. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He called her the c word from the get go, really? and then just went after her. Wow. And it was because his he would do it with logic. I see. The audience could not go, "Oh, you're being mean to this woman," you know. Right. 
And it was probably because, you know, he's not, he wasn't this macho, great looking. I mean, he was just this, this, you know, chubby boy telling, slinging jokes who was, yeah, right. who was very intelligent. Right. But I have seen, I have seen women turn on men on the stage right. and gotten the better of a comic because they are afraid to go after them. Yeah. Knowing that. They will lose the room for good. Yeah, you can. You can really lose the yeah. room. They go, God, what is this asshole? She's just, a, you know, trying to have a good time. You know, people don't realize how poisonous something like one person can be to a, the show. I had a guy at Harvey's who just wouldn't leave me alone. He just wouldn't leave me alone. He was sitting like four, four people back. So he, he was right in the light, which was really advantageous. Because uh, right, when yeah. they can see the jerk, yeah, right. the whole audience is going to be on my side, yep. you know. And I would, I hit him a couple times, and I said, you know, I said to his wife, and I said, first of all, let me con- my condolences to you, <laughs> and I'm, you know, th- you know, whatever it is, I, you know, and she's going, stop it, stop it to him, stop it to him, you know. Well, that's not going to do it. No. And um, and of course there was no there was no security, nobody. Finally, somebody probably did come up, but I eviscerated this guy, mm-hmm. and um, and literally, I said, you know, I apologized to the audience before I did it. I said, this is pretty much going to end my act, but mm-hmm. this has to be done, right. and I just let it, you know, because... I stored this anger up, uh-huh. and then when I let it rip, it just—it <laughs> really just makes a ripple. It's like contents it's, under pressure. It's a big <laughs> ripple, and um, and every time he opened his mouth, I was just—I was all over him before he could even get the words out. Yeah, and you know, nobody wants to do that. I don't want to do that. That's no, not what I'm here cha- for. It changes the whole mood in the yeah. room if you're just having a fun time and and everybody's enjoying themselves, listening to some good material, whatever. Problem with me. Is I take that, that, well, let's see. I take that talent, and that defense mechanism that you learn on the stage sometimes to the grocery store, and that is not <laughs> because I can't run. Yeah, there's no bouncers. There's no I, in your back. Right. I I got <laughs> I got into an altercation at Safeway. Uh huh. And I was probably what people would call a Karen now, but I wasn't. Uh, I was on the side of this young teenage girl. Mm-hmm who was being manhandled and roughed up mm-hmm. by her father oh, God. Uh, because she wouldn't make a decision about which kind of chicken she wanted mm. at the, uh, at the hot, you know, the hot uh, deli section. Mm-hmm. And she's a teenager and she doesn't want to be there. And he loses his mind in the grocery store, right. grabs her arm. She cries out from pain mm. He he pinches it until she's on her knees. Wow! And I stepped in. Yeah, right. I said, "Let go of her," and he's going, "It's none of my business." He goes, "None of your business," and I said, "When you bring this shit into my grocery store, you make it my business." Mm-hmm. Let her go. And there was all these big guys in back of me thinking, mm-hmm. "Well, they're going to have my back." They all just stood there going, "Oh," and they walked away. Yeah. And this guy goes, "I'm going to kick your ass," and I said. I'm sure you could, but here's the deal. You're going to be spending a lot of time behind bars if you do. Right. And you can even kill me, and that will just end your life. That will just, you'll just go to jail. 
you can let go of this. And I'm hoping I go, and I looked at her and I go, please tell me he's not your father. And she goes, he is. I went, I'm really sorry. Yeah. But, you know, and I was shaking because I realized I opened my mouth. Right. I got, I, during the mask thing. Mm. Right off the bat. Yeah. Like one of the last times I went to the store in 20, there was a guy walking by, this young kid, had his mask on. Yep. He was with his elderly grandmother. She had no mask on. Okay. Oh. And I I visibly, I mean, I didn't mean to. I It was like a knee jerk. I went, oh, no mask. And I thought, do I have one with me? Do I have my with? And he, the kid looked at me and he goes, he goes, none of your business. And I said, oh, I'm sorry, but it's kind of dangerous for her not to have a mask on. And... And he just ripped me. I was like, I'm not going to, I could yell at this kid so easily and I could just bring him to his knees, but I'm, I feel bad for the mother, the grandmother. And I said, why wouldn't you say grandma, if you want to come in the store, Mm -hmm. you have to have a mask on, you know? And he said, she doesn't want to wear a mask. And I said, then she stays in the car or she dies. What are you doing? Mine. You know, anyway, but I shouldn't have done that. That was the one I went, okay. I think it's tricky, and I and I can't speak for all women, certainly, or any for that matter, but I, I, it has to be tricky to grow up um, being told as a female that you're, you know, you grow up with this uh, idea that you're supposed to be quiet, submissive, compliant. You know, that's what. A was lot of Linda women are raised told. like that? I think a lot of women were. Was your sister raised like that? Um, you know, in, by I can't society. imagine your mother. No, but by just yeah. societal rules, they they expect women to d- behave differently than men. Yeah, and you know, this is something that I hear women saying all the time that th- it, then they have to like try to get out of that kind of mode, change their mindset to standing up for themselves. You well, know? yeah, and that's then, something so, that we weren't taught in in finishing school, right? You yeah. know, uh, and that's healthy. I think it's tough then for some women to put the brakes on and realize that it's not just a matter of standing up for yourself, but then they're, they're just actually being assholes, (laughs) you know, I know where's the line. Well, yeah, yeah, there's, I think some of them, we can't find that. And here's what I've found now is that, um, it's unfortunately because there's a lot of women that will step up for the right reasons, right? You know? It, it, in the time of, of, you know, of defending somebody or, or right. a, a wrong that's being committed in front of them or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But this cultish, toxic crap yeah. that's been happening through Fox News yeah. and this preaching of you're entitled to right. and they're trying to take your whatever, whatever it is, it's, it's a, I truly think it's a brain, it's a brainwashing, it's brainwashing. And, and, right. and this, this ultra-Christian crap, which is now, it's amazing how many, how many experts are now coming out saying, during Reagan, when the evangelistic church was pretty much born, mm-hmm. the message became clear. And there's institutes, and I, I would really like to talk about this, that are behind the legislation of all these bills against women's rights and right. the rights to their own bodies yeah. and the marriage rights, that goddamn Tennessee crap that just 
that the guy could not understand why we he needed they needed to have an age limit on that. Really, mm-hmm. really. First of all, you're going to deny anybody uh, who's different or you know is not that has a gender that you don't agree with from marrying, but then you're not going to put a you're going not going to put an age limit on it, you know. But anyway, this whole this whole Christian you know, women should be, yes, there have been a whole group of people that have been indoctrinated by that. I truly think it came from the pulpit. There's a lot of crap that came from that crap that, that it's Mm -hmm. just, it's, that's, that's a cancer in this country. Very oppressive. And uh, the promise keepers, you know, that's the organization that's all about, uh, you know, my brother-in-law, my brother-in-law subservient to men. And it's, it's creepy. You know, um, I don't want to say who it was. Well, I don't know how to get around it. Go ahead. But um, we're almost off the air anyway. There was somebody that used to come to our Christmas parties. Let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. And in uh, Catherine's mother's house, uh, Fran's house, he would have his wife trained to to kneel on the floor, get down on the carpet, and and sit at his feet. No and, way. And that happened one Christmas, and Fran goes, no. Not in my house. That's not going to happen. No. Get up off the floor. <laughs> yeah, she was, She didn't speak out very often, but she she was like, no, that ain't happening in my house. No. Mm-hmm. No shit. That's not happening. Yeah, it was creepy. It was. It's just creepy. It was just, and she would call him sir and shit like that, and it was just like, come on. That's, that's, that's twisted. frightening. That's just, just so twisted. It's And it's, uh, yeah, we had that. Uh, we had that in my family. Um when it came out, that promise keeper thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, my <laughs> my brother-in-law, actually, I'll say it, he he joined. Okay. And it, he thought, you know, I, it's for me to show my wife how, yeah, how right. honest I am and how honest trustworthy I, I am. I really need stuff. coffee right now, and, and I really mean that. And I really want you to get it for me. <laughs> and uh, and. He started to explain it to me, and my sister's just looking at me, and I'm looking at her because I know my sister, and uh-huh. I'm going, oh, well, how's that working out for you? <laughs> <laughs> and we just laughed and laughed and laughed, and I said, good luck with that yeah. because that ain't going to happen in this house, yeah. you know, and it didn't. That's good. It, it didn't. That's it didn't. Good. It wasn't going to happen because my sister was That's an incredible, demented, brilliant, kind yeah. woman who would do for her family, whatever they needed, right. but she wasn't going to be told to do it or expected to do it. It wasn't, mm. you know, she did it out of love, but right. I'm telling you, and my mother did the same thing. I mean, he's like, mm-hmm. who are you talking to? Right. What, yeah. What, you know? <laughs> uh, and I got yeah. that. I mean, that was the strength I, I was, bro- I was born with. I used to get in a lot of trouble in high school though, in junior high because mm-hmm. teachers would want me to go up to the, this is, and this is where you're growing up in a small town. Yes. Yeah, growing up in a small town. I had multiple teachers between junior high and high school because girls were wearing shorter skirts in the sixties mm-hmm. and um, we had mini skirts, you know, and they were, yep. you know, four inches above the knee mm-hmm. and uh, they would measure them oh. and we weren't allowed to wear pants. But we had these skirts. Right. And these, you know, I didn't wear a uniform, but we had to wear dresses or skirts. And uh, these lecherous old guys would say, uh, Susan, who I was one of the shortest ones in my class. Mm-hmm. They, he, they go, Susan, would you go up and pull down the map from the, you know, the pull down the map? Really? Room? And then they'd stand there and sit back and watch me pull down as my, mm. as my skirt inched up. Yeah. And 
luckily, my he, they tried it on my sister first. Mm-hmm. And as I came up, this is the beauty of growing up in a small town. I, if I had that teacher, my mom, my sister would say, tell him you're not getting the map down. Say, no, I'm not going to reach that. Somebody else can reach it. Ask one of the guys. Yeah, right. And I spend a lot of time in the hall or down at the principal's office because really? I refuse to. I refuse to do it. That's so creepy. Yeah, it is creepy. Jesus. But it was expected that, that, was that we <laughs> wouldn't. That no one would make a stink. Yeah. Nobody yeah. would make it. You know, and yeah, the girls right. didn't make a stink. See, that's what you're taught yeah. to to not make a stink. Yeah. To not speak up and to not voice your opinion about things. And you know, it's good. We've both been watching a show lately of a role model that we saw loved her. growing up it's uh it's on uh hbo it's on hbo max yeah uh, julia about julia child who was uh brilliant just amazing woman really just for so many reasons just talented living in a man's world you know went to france to study and was considered an ugly duckling mm-hmm. from the get-go right. by her family like and her, her and her father, father yeah god who just would say the only reason her husband married her was for her money. Yeah, that was one of the most touching scenes in the movie. I know. And she just when she when was he's, so her husband holds up a photograph of her for his art show. Yeah. And he goes, "It's so sad that you don't see what I see here in this picture." Right. You know. And, and that was a true love story. They were just yeah. really great together and but she was an innovator. Yeah, she, she was. was truly an innovator. She was a true kick-ass. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get this done, and nobody's gonna stop me. Not in a, and it's weird if a woman does that, like Hillary, then they get this reputation for being a, a bitch. bitch. You know, yeah, that's the word they use. Always, you know, that's you're a bitch or a whore. Those are the two yeah, categories. You're a bitch, you're, you know, you're uh, strident. That's the other one. When a when a guy says the same thing, he's bold. He's daring. He's uh, forthright you know those it's the adjectives that they use yeah you know it's not so much your family it's just all of society that look what they did to kantanji brown jackson look what they did to her and how gracious yeah and even keeled she showed that she could be under pressure which is what that job requires right and yet these guys did it for their sound bites for their election yeah right so that they could appear to be the alpha male. Fuck that. Yeah, right. I mean, but that's, and Julia, and I have. That was one of my favorite lines. We just saw Death on the Nile sidetrack. Oh, is that a good one too? <laughs> oh, I have <laughs> to watch, I have to watch that. Uh, heck hell, Pato. Goes around accusing everybody. That's his MO. Yeah. And, and then, you know, saying, here's what you did. Why should why you did it? And then try to break down their mm-hmm. defenses. And uh, the black woman who's the uh, entertainer on board the ship, he, he starts talking about, you know, how this woman he, that ended up dead, she had a grudge against. She treated she as a kid. She humiliated her in front of And so, you know, so you had every reason. She's like, she goes, you know, if I killed every, <laughs> if I took a pot shot at everyone who tried to put me down for my race, there'd be a lot of dead white women around. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. So I, funny. It's um, it's kind of a um. It is. Uh, it's a. It's women have had. They they've had that. They've had to play a dual role in so many in so many instances. Yeah, right. And um, especially in comedy. Um, I'm sure it was so different, different now than yeah. it was then, but mm-hmm. it's still there, and it's still. 
it's still now it's it's almost it's dangerous. I mean, there was times on the road, even though I never considered myself, you know, a target of of sexual desire for sure, but I and it took me a long time to realize this isn't about sex; it's about power, right. you know. And people because I had just stood up on a stage and made all these people laugh and appeared to be, you know, powerful, I guess, to these people. They think it, you know, they don't think I should have it. So they're going to do everything they can to to break it down or to, you know, harass me after a show. And I right. got harassed, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but I kept guys next to me right. that always had my back. That's good. I didn't, I wouldn't work with, there was a lot of guys I wouldn't work with. Mm. Mm, I'm sure, yeah. I just wouldn't work with them. And yeah, there were some guys that ended up getting. I left. I left. Uh, yeah, I left uh, a condo one time and got a hotel room because wow. I just I, I just couldn't. Jeez. I wasn't going to stay in the condo. Yeah. No, uh-uh. it wasn't. It wasn't safe for me. Yeah. But I anyhow. Uh, go ahead, yeah. Julia. Julia is you, wonderful, you, you, but you she got to watch this show. It's it's really uh, captivating. I think. It, I don't know, more captivating because we grew up with her around watching her. Well, she was such a self-made person. She went to oh. she went to France with her husband. He was a diplomat, right? And she he went with a diplomatic corps to France, and they were they had been in they had been in Sweden, and he got reassigned to Paris. Mm-hmm. I mean, how great is that? Yeah, right. And she sat there and twiddled her thumbs and didn't know what to do. Yeah. So she took a cooking class, right, and became a master chef, right. You know, in cooking class where they didn't want women. No, she was the first one they'd men ever were had to be yeah. their only chefs. Exactly, and she just insisted on yeah. coming in. And the guy said, "Okay." I remember the first, the first, um, and c- because it was there's a movie out called Julia and Me or Julia and Julia. Yeah, she, Julia. Anyway, yeah, I've seen that movie. Yeah, before. and that with and you know she had to she had to learn how to cut an onion, and it took yeah. her like months to learn how to cut an onion right. Right. But she didn't. She chopped like mountains of onions right. for this guy, and until to prove that I can do this. Look right. at this. She kind of had to outperform her peers. She had to, right. and she had to, and this is carrying through with her developing her first cooking show. This, yeah, this is such a, and it's and the uphill battle that she faces with the every day the boys' club around yeah. the office. You know, saying basically, a she's not sexy enough. B we need to do stuff with substance to it. You know, well, you know what? Food is substance. Is life. <laughs> yeah. Food is for French and for a lot of cultures, food represents who the <coughs> excuse me. Their quality. Who their culture what their culture is all yeah. about, who they are as people. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, to say somehow that cooking is just, it, you know, the idea was that it's just women's work. You know, <sighs> and um to to take yeah. Or a man can only master the fine art of it. Right. That right. was the other thing yeah. that you, you get from this is that only a man can master, the, but not from this one. Yeah, but she's that is, and I love, and I don't, I don't remember the gal's name who's playing it. She's playing Julia. She's wonderful. I can't think of her name either. I saw her first in Last Tango in Halifax, which is also a really fun show, and she was she is great in, in that. that. Yes, yeah. yes, that's her. That is mm-hmm. her. She's a British actress. Yes, she's so just good. wonderful. She's so that's good. who she is. Right. I, like, took me, I, I wouldn't have got that except for that. 
I went on IMDb to say, okay, what's this, this actress? What else has she been? Oh, oh okay. She's done a lot of stuff for BBC that's really good. She's, yeah, she's excellent. so strong. I can't think. I and she's tall. And she's tall. Mm-hmm. But they have, B.B. Uh, uh, Newworth is her best friend. Yeah. And, um, and I got to tell you. Frazier's brother. Um, yeah. Um, is is her husband. Name. Right, yeah. The guy who played Frazier's brother. Yeah, I can't think, can't think of his name either. I have to tell you, though, B.B. Oh. Newworth. I will always feel fondly towards her after watching really? her in the <laughs> Adams Family in on Broadway when we went to New York that year. Oh, it was her and Nathan Lane, and afterwards Nathan Lane disappeared, never showed up. But she sat out on the sidewalk signing as many autographs as she needed to. She oh. was so gracious and engaging with people. I, I'll always feel fondly after seeing that that that's how she was off stage. I have to know who this is. It's driving me crazy. Yeah. Frazier's brother is he's he's so he's so good he's excellent. David Allen Steers. No, that's that was that's that was Mash. Um, oh, you're right. That's um, right. He David played. Hyde Pierce. <laughs> One of those. It's three three names. three names. Okay, yeah, David yeah. Hyde Pierce, right. yeah, David Hyde Pierce. Yes, he's excellent. Um, yes, and he does a great job in this. Yeah, it's it's a great. My show. only complaint, and I'm I'm uh, I'm getting a little weary, uh, and it's great that and the per- set decoration is gorgeous the strong women in the show, but it's getting to be a little bit like all the women are strong, smart, and powerful. All the men are feckless and lame and stupid and really. Except for the, the except, except for the director of the, of the of WGN. But he starts out being an asshole and he's, he kind of keeps on being, he's still. It's hard. Yeah. I think it's hard to try to capture the I think the they're feeling leaning too that, hard on that theme. Maybe. I think they need to make, at least with David, um, David Hyde Pierce. How many bombity? <laughs> <laughs> Have another cocktail. <laughs> <laughs> At least he gets to show that he's also being supportive and loving, and he gets to show other positive qualities. Right. But a lot of the other men in that, they at least start out being right idiots, pricks. But I think shallow. I think it's to, you know they went over the. I, I agree with that, it, but it, no, no. but I think they're going to go the other direction because you as as this has progressed you notice the cat the the crew of her of her of her is all starting to become very protective and very on board with her talent you know yeah. oh there's going to be leftovers right. all right let's go you yeah, know whatever right. it is and everybody's coming around yeah. everybody's coming around about how bringing the numbers in how know. successful this yeah. is yeah. and i think she, i think the 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 main they want the protag the protagonist is the guy that is her is her producer She's br- having nothing to, to do with having the to bring her around him yeah. around, and it's so sweet how charming she is when she invites him over, right? And just charms him with her food, food. and he's like telling her, trying to tell her, no, no, there's no way I'm going to do this. Oh, what this are isn't going to oh, this oh, isn't going to work. Okay, <laughs> she's like, but I just there's no way it's not in the budget. Have you tried? Have you ever had? <laughs> you know? Yeah, have you ever had uh, liver mousse? And have you had? You know, right. this is it's goose foie gras. Have you ever tried that? Yeah, foie gras. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> And it's uh, and then he comes home and his wife's making a tuna casserole with potato chips over the top. I know. <laughs> and you know something? She goes, "It's your favorite." He's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> "Yeah." And it's it's that that small education, right? You know, because yeah. that's that God. Was my kinda... mother loved cooking shows. I uh, mean, she yeah. loved. There was one out of K- the KOIN had um, this cooking show in the afternoon out of Portland. The gal's name was I don't know. I should look it up. She never missed that one, and then the galloping gourmet, galloping which we with, with somebody with, has to do a story about him. 
Oh, I think, I think, yeah, they, yeah, he's, and he, you know, he, she says, well, he's not as much fun as it was when, when he dried out, you know, when he finally dried out, but you know, she, she, she was drinking as much wine as he was. And then she'd be, you know, we come home and she'd be sleeping on the couch. You go, you watch it galloping gourmet again today, mom. Anyway, did you learn anything? Yeah. Well, we're going to have, we're going to have stewed potatoes and you know, whatever. I learned where the TV dinners were in Safeway. <laughs> exactly. She, you know, but, but yeah. she did learn. I mean, she, she, she would try mm -hmm. new recipes they were so bored. Women were so bored in the fifties yeah. and the sixties. Oh, oh sweet sure. I can Jesus! Only imagine. Yeah, just my mother's lifestyle. mind was so sharp and should have been. She should have been running an office somewhere. She was just really quick, but she she loved those cooking shows, and you know, rightfully so. They were really great. Uh, there was Virginia Graham had a daytime show too. Okay. On um, I don't remember that one. She had this great bouffant hair with these wings. Okay. She was really something, but she was a hoot. She was just a. Cr she was crazy. I got um, another sidetrack for us. Okay. Oh, uh, sidetrack me away. Um, we were talking about how food is life to a lot of people, and it represents mm -hmm. our culture. I read the most fascinating article, the Washington Post article online, about um, a hyper polyglot. I never would have known what that meant. I've used that salve. <laughs> a polyglot is yep. someone who speaks many many languages okay like more than uh seven or something like a lot a lot of languages because aaron speaks guy, four this guy in new york uh, excuse me in boston uh works as an upholstery cleaner and he speaks uh, fluently at least 26 languages and is capable wow. of communicating in 40-some languages and writing and even some more language. He's just fascinated, and he has this kind of photographic memory. When he learns languages, it sticks with him, and he can pronounce things the way the natives do. And he's just fascinated because he's fascinated in people and their culture and their words and what they mean. So he'll be walking by somebody at a park bench, and he'll hear them speaking Portuguese. And the next thing you know, he's being invited over to dinner. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, no, the Portuguese one was actually, there, there was an example of that. But then there was also one where Which is a difficult language. He was working on their language. And in pork, Portuguese, yeah, they, they said, uh, this guy's going to try to rip us off. He's doing a crappy job. And he said in Portuguese, you know, I just worked on the uh, port uh, embassy in Portugal. Yeah, and they, they, he said what gets him is the look on their face when you, they see that you've taken the time and trouble to learn their language. It's amazing. That's, it's, uh, it shows that you care about right. them and who they are, and you're curious well, about them. Well, you're, you're, you're universal. You don't find yeah. a lot of universal souls out there. Yeah, right. My niece is a universal soul. Mm, yeah. Aaron, Aaron speaks... four languages mm -hmm. she can read and understand arabic right which is difficult mm. she can speak it but not as as fluently as she can speak italian spanish french and um some there was another one she picked up in in um in uh, morocco but she's you know but she takes the time she's always Languages have come very easy to her. Some people more than others. Really yeah. just picks it up. You know, yeah. there's a couple across the street from, or across her, they're, um, they are from Iraq. They're Iraqi. And they speak a different language 
than Farsi. It's a different. Mm-hmm. It's a different anyway. And she's picking it up from the kids, and she's yeah. and, you know, and yeah. her, their kids are teaching her, and and she's teaching them English because that's mm. what she does. She teaches right. ESL. I see. And now she has these kids, these kids from uh, these uh, East Islanders, you know, from Tonga and all these places. They have their own language, and she's picking that up. And she's just like, and you're right. When people, I can imagine that's just such a comfort to actually hear yeah. someone speak your language to. To right. you. Yeah, it must really touch after people. After you've had to s- spend your whole life in this country trying, or, you know, trying after immigrating. To understand yeah. You, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, that's, that's a, that's a great, that's a great story. Yeah, I'd like to amazing, read, I read, like to read that article. Read, yeah, I'll send you the link. He, yeah. uh, and he can't seem to get, you can get bank money, work as an interpreter, but he's uh, on the autism spectrum and has been aim- unable to complete the application process. He's been frustrated that, and, and he doesn't want to wear a suit and tie. He well, says you, that he just likes to wear his uh, T-shirts and just be a regular guy, and he doesn't want to have to conform to that lifestyle. But um, he could oh blow, yeah blow the doors off if he well if they just l- loosen the the yeah, require the right. you know the criteria and the cr- requirement for you know dress and stuff he'd probably right. just you know who we you interviewed uh, who who was an interpreter uh, at the U.S. Embassy. Oh. In Benghazi. Uh, can't remember. Uh, <laughs> Somebody? Hold on. Mohanad. Mohanad al-Shaki. Yeah. Oh. He was an interpreter at the Benghazi. Uh, 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 he was, yeah, for the ambassador in Benghazi. Wow. He was, yeah, for the, yeah, he was in Benghazi wow. when it went down. Oh, wow, that's, uh, that's right. I'd forgotten about that. And he, yeah. uh, he's Libyan. Right, but he, um, yeah, and he—that's one of the reasons he had to leave the country because he had a he had a. Well, you can see how smart he is. He had a number on his head. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. you can you can see how smart he is just when you watch he, his comedy. He's doing great too. By yeah, the way, yeah. he's just he's really a great. Happy guy. Yeah. Able to nab I don't him. know if he's still writing for Sam, Samantha B. Yeah, but go I bet, back and watch listen to that episode. He's a he's a fascinating he's wonderful. Guy. Yeah, just a fascinating. It's a fascinating story, but anyway, so. Um, We've been chatting for quite a while now, yeah. so we, we... We've done an hour, and boy, you know what? we got to tell you, we're winding down. Day drinking Mondays, or this may be the last <laughs> day drinking Monday we do. I don't know. It might be. You know, one of these episodes soon, probably, we're going to take a hiatus and uh, decide if, you know, we even want to keep doing it. We probably won't keep doing it in its present form. No. Uh, we're we're going to maybe do something new. I don't know yeah, what the I think, next step is. I think we need another challenge. Yeah. And um, it's so it's we'll, been, yeah, we'll we've had know. such a great time. but And we have a good guest uh, for our last one. We have a great guest coming on. Right. I know that. So we just have to decide when he's going to be able to be available. Yeah. And then we'll, we'll go from there. We hope everybody has a great week. And... Uh, Keep your keep your emotional uh, well being intact. Take care of yourself, and uh, when you do that, you take care of others around you. So um, I hope you all have a great week. It's Easter, so be sure to avoid church, and <laughs> because right. it's all bullshit. <laughs> and uh, then because uh, we're almost done, and I've been day drinking. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> say anything. I can say anything I want. Anyway. Uh, I'm going to hide the eggs in about an hour and um, spend the whole week, spend the whole week trying to remember where where I put them. (laughs) (laughs) Have a good week. Say goodbye, Art. All right, then. Goodbye, everybody. Thanks again.